Welcome to Mysteries to Die For and this toe tag. I am T.G. Wolf, and I'm here with Jack, my piano player and producer. This is normally a podcast where we combine storytelling with original music to put you at the heart of murder, mystery, and mayhem. Today is a bonus episode we call A Toe Tag. It's the first chapter from a fresh release in the mystery, crime, and thriller genre. Today's featured release is Sanctuary by C.L. Tolbert. Let's jump right into chapter one. Monday, October 14th, 1996. James Crosby licked his index finger and thumb and pinched the flame of the candle until it was out. His mother had taught him how to snuff out a candle years ago, assuring him that the flame wouldn't burn him, encouraging him to follow her example. She could be charming when she wanted to, but when he burned his fingers that day, she laughed. He was only five. James stood at the altar for a moment, watching the glowing ember of incense resting on its stand, then reached into his pocket and placed a small mirror on the smooth wooden surface. He poured a line of white powder on the mirror, plucked a razor from his wallet, and began to cut the powder into smaller lines. Bending over the altar, he sniffed loudly and then shook his head, savoring the feeling. For a moment, he saw a kaleidoscope of color. He turned around, staggering, gripping the altar, and gazed out over the room. James was alone that afternoon, although he was expecting the plumber to show up at any moment. He preferred solitude, especially since he spent all week listening to people talk about their problems. Cecilia, his wife, had gone grocery shopping, and at his request, Mira, his assistant, and the mother of his second child was visiting their French Quarter shop to check on some of the sales. The spa services offered in the back of the temple were closed on Monday, as were all lessons, sessions, and chanting. The temple was open for meditation only, but no one was there. Mondays were slow in New Orleans. Galleries, hairdressers, spas, theaters, and many of the restaurants in the city were also closed. Monday seemed like a holiday to him, a day he could do what he wanted. It was his favorite day of the week. James pulled back the velvet drapes of the altar room and stepped into the hallway. He breathed deeply, filling his lungs. The air was clearer there, the incense not nearly as thick. He tried to clear his head with each breath, but the drug had kicked in. He turned, catching his reflection in the mirror at the foot of the stairs. He didn't like what he saw. He turned, stumbling, to make his way to the second floor offices and apartments, and noticed there were still some tools the plumbers had left behind in the hallway from the work they did last week. They hadn't been paid yet and were probably expecting something soon. He'd have to remind Mira to send a check. The floorboards creaked from the weight of his steps, and he nearly groaned out loud at the thought of all the work that had to be done. The repairs he was having made hadn't been adequate, even though the workers were making their way around the place, replacing rotten boards and plumbing lines. He swept his hand along the mahogany banister. It was still a fine place, 
despite all the problems. When he reached the second floor, he grabbed a knob to his office door to steady himself, then paused. He thought he heard steps. The front door of the house was always open for meditation, although most people knocked when the temple wasn't in session, except for the plumber. He often walked in unannounced. James peered down the hallway toward the stairs and, seeing no one, stepped into his office. To his surprise, a window was wide open. He glanced around the empty room, confused. He hadn't opened a window in his office in more than a year. Even though it was October, it was nearly 90 degrees outside, so the air conditioner was still on. No one he knew would open a window in such heat. Dizzy, he staggered toward the window, steadying himself, gripping the frame as he gazed out. Seeing no activity, he stepped, faltering, onto the balcony, peering out over the yard and the garçonniere 15 feet below. Then he leaned out further still to see if the plumber's truck was parked in the front of the house. He heard another step from behind and turned, wobbling to see who it was, surprised by a figure in black standing in front of him. Before he knew what was happening, he felt a jab to the side of his neck and the person backed away. He grabbed his neck immediately, feeling drowsy. He squinted at the blurred figure in the hoodie who just attacked him, then began swinging his fists, but his blows missed. He stumbled toward his assailant, grabbing the sleeve of the person's jacket and pulling it toward him. The attacker pulled away from James' grasp and spun him around, causing him to lose his balance. James began to lose consciousness. His vision dimmed, his legs grew numb. He felt a hand on his back pushing him toward the railing of the balcony. Even though he wasn't fully conscious, he knew he'd lost his footing. Then he felt a hard shove and a rush of air as he plummeted headfirst toward the courtyard below. Well, that's the first chapter of Sanctuary. So Sanctuary was released July 14th, 2022 from Level Best Books and is available from your favorite book retailers. So let's meet J.L. Tolbert, an attorney with 35 years of experience, Cynthia Tolbert, retired and began writing full time. She won the Georgia State Bar Fiction Award contest and then developed the winning short story into the first novel of the Thornton Mystery Series, Out of Silence, which was published in 2019. Two additional mysteries have been published, The Redemption in 2021, and this one that you just heard a little bit of, Sanctuary, which came out 2022. Cynthia also has a Master's of Special Education and taught school for 10 years before becoming a lawyer. She lives in Atlanta, Georgia with her husband and her schnauzer named Yoda. Visit Cynthia at her website, which is in the show notes. September 12th through October 8th, 2022, Sanctuary is on tour with Partners in Crime. Check out the tour link in the show notes for content and information. So now here's my review. So this is an amateur sleuth mystery with elements of a legal thriller. James Crosby, as you heard, is dead. The finger of guilt is pointed at a 19-year-old transient who's a member of the church that Crosby led. Arrested, the young woman, Stacy Roberts, calls the one person she knows in New Orleans who can help her, law professor Emma Thornton. The quest for reasonable doubt takes Emma into the back room of a cult, a head shop in the French Quarter, and down under the overpass. Bottom line, Sanctuary is for you if you like sophisticated amateur sleuths, 
a balanced mix of whodunit mystery and legal thriller, and the spicy vibe that is uniquely New Orleans. So where does it compare to the perfect amateur sleuth? Well, the strengths of the story, uh, Emma Thornton is a strong protagonist with a well-ordered mind and a good heart. She ferrets out the facts that characters would rather keep hidden, and in doing so, she does drive her own story forward. Without Emma, there's a chance Stacy would, would have been acquitted, you know, depending on who her other lawyer would have been, but the real culprit would not have been captured, and there would have been repercussions to the other characters if the, quote, bad guy had gotten away. This story is 95% about the murder of James Crosby, so this is a win for readers who just want the mystery, and a loss for readers who more like to get to know their detectives. There are three minor characters, Emma's fiance, Ren, who is a New Orleans homicide detective, and her twin boys. Ren becomes more of a character as the story progressive, uh, progresses, sorry. Every time the boys appeared, they were given food and sent to the room to do homework, and I felt bad for them after the first few times. Um, the story is cleanly written with minimal typos. Where the story fell short of ideal, um, looking back at the story from back to front, which y'all know I like to do, the motivation of the killer is solid, but the details are not as strong as the rest of the story. Uh, Ms. Tolbert does not give the reader the wrap-up direct from the killer, which contributed to my feeling of not really understanding some of the why and how that everything was done. I don't expect this will be an issue for most readers unless, like me, you find your fun dissecting stories. Of the 34 chapters, all were written from Emma's perspective except three. The first, which you just heard, in which we see James's murder, and then two others were written from Stacy. The Stacy scenes interrupted the flow of the storytelling for me without giving me information that I wouldn't have otherwise gotten in following chapters. So that's it. I, I think C.L. Tobert really hit one out of the park with this story, and it has a, a lot to offer for mystery lovers and uh, liter literary uh, legal thriller lovers. So with that, Jack, we can wrap up this toe tag. Why don't you give us some, some music to send us out while people look up Sanctuary by C.L. Tolbert. Excellent.